Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Tuesday, May 4th. S&P futures are off about eight and a half points. That's about 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures are underperforming off about 50 points. That is about 40 basis points. Dow futures are mildly outperforming down 32 points, which is about 10 basis points. So similar price action to Monday where you have underperformance in tech growth momentum. Um, and then the Dow is slightly outperforming. So a slight bias towards um, value cyclical stocks. Asia generally ended higher. The markets that were open, you still have Japan and mainland China that were closed, but Hong Kong finished up. Uh, Korea and Australia rallied as well. Taiwan and India are both in the red. Uh, looking into Europe, the major industries are trading off about 5 to 20 basis points overall, um, but very similar pattern again. So you have big outperformance in cyclical stocks, basic resources, the major global mining stocks are up about a percent and a half. Banks are trading well, up about 50 basis points. Energy is higher too. Um, and then big underperformance in tech. So tech is off about a percent plus in Europe um, as we speak. So uh, a few moving pieces this morning. Um, you know, regarding COVID, again, I've been saying on this podcast and I've been writing that, you know, the market, at least in the US, is already widely assuming that the pandemic is over, the economy is fully reopened, et cetera. Um, you know, you are seeing now a lot of kind of formal re- uh, announcements being made by various different politicians about lifting COVID restrictions. So just in the last 24 hours, you've had, um, you know, news that the New York City tri-state area will have all of its restrictions or most of the restrictions lifted in a couple of weeks. Florida removed the last of its restrictions yesterday. Um, Las Vegas casino occupancy was bumped up to 80%. Uh, reports that Germany is going to start easing restrictions for fully vaccinated people. You have more rumblings about how Europe wants to lift a lot of the travel restrictions to help the tourism business um, in the summer months. So a lot of news out of the U.S. and Europe that, you know, as the pandemic fades, as vaccination numbers increase, a lot of the restrictions that have been in place to help combat the pandemic are lifting. That had a huge effect on um, especially non-essential retailers in the U.S. on Monday. So you had your Gap stores is probably the biggest example, um, traded very well yesterday. And then in Europe this morning, you have a lot of travel stocks are, are higher as well. So airlines, um, some of the, some of the bro- uh, travel brokerage stocks travel technology stocks, et cetera, are, are doing well. Um, so that's probably the, the biggest macro theme this morning. Um, it's just, again, kind of some responses to the COVID um, restrictions being lifted. You're not seeing the overall markets respond at all. Um, like I said, I think if, you know, I think the markets largely are pricing this in already. Um, but, you know, I think there is some uh, chasing in certain names that would benefit us sensibly from kind of this reopening story. Um you know, financially, I think a lot of the big reopening stocks have already factored this in as well. You know, a lot of the enterprise values for these names, as I've been saying, are well above where they were before the pandemic started. Even though, even if you see these restrictions lift, a lot of these names, um, especially some of the travel ones, are still looking at years before they kind of um, set fresh highs on revenue and operating income. So that's definitely one big theme 
this morning. The other big one is, you know, investors continue to fade momentum tech stocks. So you've seen this pattern throughout the US earnings season over the last couple of weeks. Numbers on paper were all very strong, um, but the stocks really struggled to rally and a lot of them are hit pretty hard despite solid results. So this morning in Europe, HelloFresh, Infineon, and TeamViewer, all of which are relatively prominent momentum stocks, are getting hit. All of them had earnings. You know, on paper, the numbers are fine. You know, there is, um, you know, some fitting the story to the price action this morning, but on an absolute basis, the numbers were were fine. This is just an example of again, as you saw in the U.S., investors are fading um, these momentum stocks on earnings. So that definitely a big trend this morning. Those three momentum names for sale. You see it again in the U.S. with the Nasdaq underperforming um, the S and P this morning. Um, so those are kind of the big, as far as macro news is concerned, those are definitely the biggest themes. Um, not too much else to talk about. RBA decision, very much in line, South Korea CPI, Hong Kong retail sales, et cetera. Um, I have all the details in the piece. None of them, none of that is really impacting U.S. equities. Um, you know, I think as far as macro news is concerned, the big events are still to come, specifically the BOE on Thursday. Remember, the BOE is probably going to become the second major central bank to taper back some of its pandemic um, accommodation steps after the Bank of Canada. So that's on Thursday morning. And then Friday, obviously, you have the big jobs report. You did see the manufacturing ISM undershoot expectations on Monday, but expectations for the jobs report on Friday are still very high. The street print consensus um, you know, continues to creep up day by day. It's approaching a million job additions. And you've had a lot of Fed officials speak yesterday to saying again about how you know, there's still no need to even consider thinking about thinking about tapering. Um, you know, you had Kaplan on Friday kind of break ranks and say how, you know, it does make sense to at least have the conversation right now. No one is saying you're going to taper right now. It's just simply acknowledging the possibility that perhaps later this year, much later this year, you could dial back asset purchases. So I think if you have a million, a million job additions on Friday, it just becomes that much harder for the majority of Fed officials to continue to kind of come out and say, you know, no need to even contemplate the uh, mild reduction in asset purchases. So I continue to think you're going to see that Fed messaging shift with that June 16th meeting being, um, you know, marking an inflection point in Fed policy. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's really negative for markets. Like I said, I think, um, you know, if anything there, you know, the fact that they continue to insist there's no need to is probably becoming counterproductive. Um, but that is, that's definitely as far as macro news is concerned, that Friday jobs report is definitely the biggest event of the week. For Tuesday specifically, nothing really all that important as far as scheduled macro catalysts. You do have a, a lot of earnings. So the big ones this morning, Apollo, um, ConocoPhillips, CVS, DuPont, KKR, Pfizer, um, Under Armour, Warner Music. Um, those are all before the open and after the close. You have Akamai, Lyft, Match, Prudential, um, and T-Mobile, along with a bunch of others. Um, you know, we're definitely in the latter stages, as I've been saying, of the Q1 earnings season. These are kind of, um, you know, the tedious days of earnings where you're not learning anything new about the broader economy, but you still have a lot of the volume of reports is still relatively elevated. Um, you know, I think people are definitely shifting now to the April end season that starts in a couple of weeks, specifically your Walmarts, Targets, Home Depots, Lowe's, those types of companies. Um, you know, definitely a ton of optimism around the non-essential retailers, like I said before. But as far as the essential retailers are concerned, you know they they are going to have kind of a trickier path ahead, where they benefited from the pandemic, um, while they're also seeing some of the same tailwinds as the other retailers with regards to kind of pent up spending demand and stimulus payments. 
Uh, so that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.